0: Hi, I'm Shelly Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to a special series of my podcast, Taking Off with Shelly Cameron, COVID-19 Runway to Recovery. This series will focus on what's happening at the airport and all that is going on behind the scenes as we prepare for recovery when it's safe to do so. Right now, airports must stay open so essential personnel like medical professionals and emergency responders can fly safely to where their critical expertise is needed. Here at Philadelphia International Airport, we are open, but the airport has a very different feel these days. Instead of bustling with travelers heading off for vacation or business, our terminals are empty while passengers follow important stay-at-home orders. We really miss our passengers and can't wait to welcome them back to PHL. But now it's not the time for leisure travel. Given the reduced demand for passenger flights, many airlines have taken on additional cargo operations. We are proud to open our gates to flights, transporting much needed medical supplies, food and dry goods to Philadelphia and locations across the country and around the world that will help those impacted by COVID-19. Over the last several weeks, PHL and Atlantic Aviation have accommodated an increase in cargo flights, and we look to continue welcoming these flights in the coming months as the need for moving goods increases. Joining me now to talk about charting this new path for air service is PHL's Director of Air Service Development and Cargo Services, Stephanie Ware. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hi, thank you very much. I'm
0: really excited. I'm excited, too, because I think that it's amazing for people to hear from you and some of the others that we're going to feature on what you're doing to make sure that we're ready to go. So, Stephanie, before we get into the business, I I want to focus a little bit about you because you have such an interesting story. Stephanie just joined the team at PHL in January, and you didn't just come in from another U.S. airport. You came in from overseas. Could you talk a little bit about your journey and what this whole thing that we've been going through the last couple of months has been like for you?
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting. I moved over from the Canary Islands in Spain at the end of January. So really kind of only had a month to get settled in before this really hit. Got to do one work trip where I met a lot of the network planners and then really shifted our focus from the strategy that we had put in place kind of in that first month of where I really wanted to focus our efforts. And all of a sudden that got completely changed and we had to come up with some new plans and I really only sort of got a month to learn about Philadelphia and discover the city before all this happened. So, you know, and and my husband's still in Spain, so that was unfortunate because the travel restriction caught him out. Um, but it'll, you know, it's been an interesting challenge, and and we'll get through it.
0: And I see um, at the bottom of your frame that there's a, you brought your little buddy today to our filming session. Um, so can you introduce us to who's keeping you company? This is Phil. Oh my goodness. So how did you come up with the name Phil? So
1: since the whole reason that he kind of came into my life is because of the coronavirus and, and working from
0: home, I decided that he should be named after the airport. Oh, that's awesome. Phil, welcome to the team. We can't wait to see you in the office. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephanie. So I talked a little bit at the intro about how we're trying to figure out how we recover. So, what does air service look like after? The crisis is over how do we work our way back into full operations and you've been one of our key managers leading the charge on that recovery plan would you tell us some of the things that are going on behind the scenes
1: so right now there's a lot of planning that's going on we needed to implement we needed to kind of think of a new way of doing air service development, because the industry is changing. And it's the changes are so significant on a day to day basis. So right now, there's a lot of planning and a lot of research and analysis that's going on. Um, We're also talking to the airlines kind of on a daily basis to see what they're thinking, what changes they're needing to make and how we fit into that. Because this is has short-term implications and it has long-term implications. And the short-term implications, we really need to be lockstep with the airlines and and making sure that from an operation standpoint and from a a planning for the future standpoint that we know what they're doing and how we fit into that. And then long-term looking at where we can take advantage of opportunities to regain that traffic that we lost and look at future opportunities that maybe are new because of the results of all of this.
0: You know, I've talked about that a little bit as I've been out meeting with different groups. People will say, you know, do you feel optimistic? What are you thinking? And when I talk about why I think that we have a reason to be optimistic at the airport, I talk about what you really taught me, which is that when there are bad things happening and flights are being canceled, that actually opens up opportunities for them to be added in other places, right? And that's that's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think for sure the landscape is going to change. There are several airports in the US that had a ton of capacity on five or six different airlines from one single point on the map. And I think that. Demand is not going to be there, so it's an opportunity for us to look and say, hey, we are a really big catchment area, and we're very lucky in that it's a diverse catchment area, and there's business traffic, and there's leisure traffic, and there's friends and family traffic because of some of our diasporas. So it's really a good opportunity for the airlines
0: to look at us in a new and different way. So you mentioned a minute ago the role of data and how that's really important when it comes to both passenger service, flights, as well as cargo. So could you talk a little bit about what kind of data you access and why that's so important?
1: Yeah, it's data all the time right now. So we're doing two things. We are tracking industry changes and we look at a lot of different sources of information for that. We need to know who is retiring planes, what planes airlines are thinking about buying in the next couple of years, what government travel bans are looking like, So, and we're tracking all of those in a way that helps us see where the demand is going to come back. And then we're also doing specific tracking for Philadelphia. So we, on a daily basis, look at our capacity. What flights have been canceled, what flights have been taken out of the schedule so they're not going to operate for the next three to six months. And we look at percentage changes for each airline so that we know exactly how much American Airlines has cut or how much Spirit has cut. And then we also rank those flights so that we can help when we talk to the airlines, we can help manage expectations about what comes back first. You know, if you've cut 30 flights, you don't want to talk about the worst performing flight. You want to talk about the ones that really put the airline and therefore the
0: airport in a good position. That's right, and and I know you've mentioned a couple of times that the folks who look at flights at the airlines are just underwater right now in terms of, of the workload that they're trying to carry. And so I think that every little bit that we can do that you can do to help with those justifications as we move along is really important.
1: Yeah, I like to say, you know, we have 15 airlines, but the airlines have thousands of destinations. So when we can provide them with information on where we think demand is going to come back the economic indicators of our region that really helps them because they just don't have the time to do that on a individual basis so we're sort of keeping philadelphia top of mind by
0: providing that type of information for them you mentioned um kind of the economics and that reminds me of the economic impact that each individual flight has can you talk about that and and I, you know, kind of connect that to why the work that you do is so important.
1: Well, the airport anywhere um, is an economic driver of the region, but especially in an area of Philadelphia that's such a large metropolitan region, it makes the airport more critical in in the work that we're doing. So there's two types of jobs that are created every time a new flight comes in. There's the direct jobs at the airport and the concessions that we have at the airport that those create jobs as we have more volume, but it's also the indirect impact that we have. So every time a passenger comes to the airport, those are people that are coming for business or they're coming for travel or they're coming to visit somebody. And those people stay in hotels, they go out to restaurants, they use transportation. So all of that generates an ecosystem that generates income and and that income in the city creates jobs. So it's really important that the airport is as strong and viable
0: as possible and has the most amount of traffic because we really do generate a lot of jobs. We recently um, updated our economic impact statement, and um, the study that we completed last year showed, you know, just tremendous growth and great numbers. Um, It's a little bit different today, but we need to do everything we can to crawl back to to those numbers because, again, I agree with you. It's so important to the region. Talk to me about the other part of your work um, or focus on it a little bit more. Cargo. Cargo is not as bad as passenger air services right now. In fact, in some cases, it's actually booming. Can you talk about that as an opportunity and what's going on there?
1: Yeah, cargo are the only numbers that are positive right now. So on the air service side, we're talking about major cuts. Um, But on cargo, you know, we're up 12.9% this year so far, and there's a lot of opportunity to increase that. If you look at where we are geographically in the region, there's a massive amount of cargo that goes through this area, and we're only capturing a small percentage of that. We're at about 9%, so there's a massive opportunity that while passenger might take a little bit longer to recuperate, we can kind of compensate with cargo. And we're really working at looking at what the short-term opportunities are. As people do e-commerce and as people are buying more things and as PPE is getting PPEs here is critically important, how we can be central to that. And so, A, we're providing the right necessities for our region, but also we're generating income in the
0: airport. We have had some really interesting stories about cargo that's actually moving right now, some in response to the crisis and some just to get things where they need to be. Do you have any stories that you want to share? Cargo is so interesting
1: because it's so rapidly changing and you have a lot of things happening that wouldn't have happened under other circumstances. So we're actually getting some Portuguese flights that are coming in from China, carrying medical supplies and, and other really needed supplies. And, you know, under normal circumstances, we probably wouldn't have a large amount of Portuguese crew staying at our Marriott, but because it's become so critical to move material around the world we're seeing all these different kinds of combinations like a portuguese carrier flying from philadelphia to china
0: so it's it's neat to see in a way It is. It's really interesting. I, you know, I think we found out about this one first from a call from the Marriott saying, do you know anything about these Portuguese flight crews? (laughs) We said, what Portuguese flight crews? What are you talking about? So yeah, you're right. It's changing fast, but I think those stories are absolutely amazing. You know, PPE, all kinds of biological material, and
1: also um, just goods. Again, people are doing more shopping online and we're trying our hardest to make sure that they get it as quickly as possible.
0: So if there's one message you want people to hear, what what is it? What's, What's the one thought that you really want to leave people with? I know it's a really
1: hard time right now. And I know it's scary. And I know we all have those days where we just kind of need to sit on the sofa with some ice cream. But we really here at the airport are working as hard as we possibly can to implement a strong plan um, that's going to leave Philadelphia in a competitive position after this is all done. And you know, I think it's nice to know that you have people that are really working and thinking about the region and trying their best to make sure that we come out of this OK.
0: Stephanie, I'm so glad that you joined me today Um, and I think it's so important that people see the faces and hear the voices behind some of the hard work that's happening and what you do is absolutely critical. As you've heard me say on a lot of our daily update calls, I think it's really challenging to work from home um, or in the office, no matter where you are, I've been doing both and you know. Being able to see people in their environments is is really important and and seeing the puppies and the the kids and things like that is is great. So thank you for, for bringing Phil to the show this morning.
1: Thank you, I haven't been here long, but I love my Philadelphia airport
0: family and I'm very grateful to be part of this. Stephanie, I know that you and everyone at PHL are working so hard to ensure a safe recovery process for both our employees and passengers. Thank you so much for your hard work and dedication and for getting a puppy to lift all of our spirits during this very difficult time. Phil is just amazing and we love welcoming him to our daily staff meetings. To learn more about our steps towards recovery at Philadelphia International Airport, please visit phl.org slash newsroom. I'm Shelley Cameron and thank you for listening.